Hi everyone and welcome back to the Still Chill Podcast. How are you doing, Rose? I'm alright, thanks for all. How are you? I am not too shabby. Alright, oh, 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 yeah. yeah. oh yeah. Isn't that such a loaded question at the moment? Yeah, I also feel like it's so British as well. It's You're such right, a yeah, habitual you, yeah. thing to say, isn't it? And then the response is just as habitual. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. Yeah, I'm alright, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Yeah, not bad. Anyway. Lovely to have you with us. Me? No. You. <laughs> you are. <laughs> no. We've been watching you. We've been watching you. Uh, okay, anyway. We're talking about political correctness today. Yes. So, should we start by maybe explaining what political correctness is? Yeah, so it's basically just trying not to insult or offend somebody, uh, especially if that person is from like a disadvantaged background or they already get discriminated against. Yeah, it's just terminology that's used to put other people down, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Well, it's not doing that. That's being politically correct. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So... Essentially, it's just words, and you always see that being used in arguments online, mm-hmm. that it's just words, like, people need to get over it, yeah. freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. Um, why do you think words can be harmful? I definitely think that words can trigger emotions in people, yeah. and if those happen to be negative emotions, then people tend to carry that stuff with well, them. Well, hang on a minute. We don't, we don't say negative emotions. <laughs> No emotions are negative, all right? <laughs> They're just emotions. <laughs> but I know what you mean. Well, how do you refer to negative emotions? Well, then? they're not. They're not what emotions specifically are you referring to? The ones that can develop into a mental health dis- disorder. But which ones specifically? The sadness. Exactly. So sadness is sadness. It's not necessarily negative. But it's, it's negative if. It develops into a mental health disorder. Like, too much of that emotion is negative. Too much of that emotion is just too much of that emotion. It has a detrimental effect on your mental health, but the emotion is just the emotion. But the detrimental effect is negative, isn't it? Yeah, but that doesn't make the emotion negative. I know, I, hear, I know what you're saying, but know you know what, what I'm saying. saying. <laughs> so you need to just grow up. <laughs> anyway, you guys know exactly what I was talking about. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I can definitely see how words can contribute to, to people's mental health. What do you think? Oh, I, yeah, I think um, words are actually just as harmful as physical violence. Yeah. Can be. Mm-hmm. Can be. I think they can be. And I'll tell you for why. Um, if you're walking down the street and you start punching up a randomer, you, there's going to be consequences, mm-hmm. right? Because you've injured them, they could end up in hospital, it could cost them their life. That's a threat to society. Yeah. Right? With words, something you could say could trigger, like you said, a mental health, let's say an eating disorder, mm-hmm. which has the highest yeah. mortality rate mm-hmm. of all mental health disorders i think 3.4 million people in the uk suffer with an eating disorder which of course is a mental thing but also has a physical impact the way it affects your organs the way it affects your body right Mm -hmm. so how is that any different yeah like tilly ramsey for example yeah this week exactly um tilly ramsey gordon ramsey's daughter if any of you saw online 
she was called chubby by a radio host and Mm -hmm. he was like oh she's a chubby what did he say like she's a chubby little thing and uh, Um, must be from all her dad's cooking or or something something bang out of order basically um commenting on her appearance which is just not cool at all um yeah and there's people like food and food yeah like oh and you know, it, it's not that big of a deal. Like, it's only chubby, like, get over it kind of thing, you yeah. know? Uh, we've come across men like that how many times in our lives? Like, yeah. it, it's it's such a standard way to hear chubby older men thing talk. is a phrase that's commonly used in yeah. the UK. Like, um, um, oh, <laughs> go on, babe. No, you. Um, <laughs> just that it, that's what it takes. That's what it takes uh, for someone to develop an eating disorder and potentially even, de- like, you know, body dysmorphia, all of that kind of stuff. It's it's awful. Yeah, and trigger something maybe that they've already overcome. We haven't even touched on addiction. There is so much, right? Yeah, and exactly. it, it really is just words. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, what's happening right now is online is a free-for-all. Mm-hmm. Like, you can say what you want. The law hasn't caught up with technology yeah and we're seeing the way in which i think people are responding as a collective yeah to these kinds of incidents say the baby mm-hmm. or even dave Chappelle. dave Chappelle, yeah right and i think it's making people feel like they need to censor themselves or that they can't necessarily say everything which i don't think is actually useful at all no neither but i also understand just back to like tilly ramsey and the baby and and all of these celebrities i can also understand how it becomes a matter of safety for people exactly when things are said that reinforce stereotypes or are offensive and harmful and you know kind of perpetuate like a certain narrative about a certain group of people that is Putting them at risk. Exactly. And it goes back to the physical violence. Like, yeah. the words do also lead to literally a stranger going down the street and beating someone up. Someone up. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you think comedians like that have a, have a certain responsibility, would you say? Yeah, so? I absolutely do. I think you. there are so many ways, like, there are so many jokes you can make. So many hilarious, funny jokes. And you can also joke about the way in which the times are changing, but do it in a tasteful way. Yeah, I think I think being tasteful is is so, so underrated. Like I don't know in the comedy world. Like, uh, and just back to Dave Chappelle, I I haven't even watched a stand up. I didn't watch um, that particular one, but it's just like I find it difficult to understand why people think it's okay to comment on certain experiences that they've never embodied and and lived. I I feel like it's understandable that, do you know what I'm like? Those consequences are going to be there. Like you can make, like make a joke about how you're struggling to keep up with the times. Mm. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? But also with the joke on them. And sorry, going back to Dave Chappelle, right? This is what, this is my, this is my bugbear. Was it you that never heard of bugbear I've never heard bugbear in my life. (laughs) Literally, what the hell? Right, this is what bugged me because he always he said that he quit the Chappelle show because he was doing a skit that was, I think, taking the piss out of black people. And he looked around and he realized people were laughing at him, not with him. Not with him, yes. Right? And I'm like, how does that, how can you not apply that same logic to this? To this. Exactly. But then I also 
Because, sorry, the joke is not on you not getting it. You're putting the joke on other people. Yeah. But I also understand that, well, it sometimes feels like the way he does his comedy is in protest. Mm. Like he's protesting against this PC culture and everything that it, like, quote unquote, stands for. Yeah. Because it's not actually, I mean, we'll get onto this, but I don't think it's actually making any real change. And people are just censoring themselves all the time. And you don't know when people are being legitimate, when they're being authentic and real with you, or whether they're just scared to talk or they're scared to say what's really on their mind. Yeah. Um, and I feel like he's he's just... Tr- and and I, I could be wrong, but I, I can also see why people would think that he's just trying to um, test his limits. But, by te- but like, testing limits, all good and well for you, but... This yeah, it's like playing devil's it, advocate, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> it has real life implications for yeah. people. Like it's like being not. I don't. And I, here's my thing. Like I really don't like the term political correctness because what the heck is political about it? Literally, is just caring about yeah. people. So, ah. <laughs> so I can't remember what I was gonna say. Sorry, it's okay. <laughs> you, you had you had something on your face. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I was going to say, so caring about what you say is essentially suicide prevention. Like, it really is that deep. It really is. Yes. I agree with that, actually. People are like, it's not that deep. How do you know? How do you know? (laughs) But then, and this is the other thing, is it just subjective? Like, what determines whether something is actually offensive and what's not? When was the last time you were offended? I mean, you offend me every day, but... (laughs) No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's probably just at home, like, if if you or mom and dad make a comment. I get offended quite easily. I, I take everything personally, though, so... Ah, bingo, right? Yeah. And that's why I'm asking whether you think it's subjective, like, where, where people can draw the line and not draw the line, and I feel like that that's a question that is always in the back of my mind. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like when you're being politically correct or when you're speaking from... Yeah, let's just abolish that term, right? Mm -hmm. When you're just, like, being mindful of the language you're using... Yeah. You're literally coming from a heart-centred place Mm -hmm. as opposed to, like, a logical, rational, thinking mind. Technical place, yeah. Like, it's where our humanity lies, right? Do you think that people are defining themselves by their beliefs yeah (laughs) yeah right yeah and i think pretty much problem yeah i think people are building these belief systems Mm -hmm. based off like how they think they should be and they internalize them and they build an identity around that so Mm -hmm. they're like this is me like i'm an ally i'm a this i'm a that Right, I mm-hmm. believe in nah, and I believe in uh, and that leaves very little room for transformation. Yes, and for you to change your opinion. That's actually why I deleted my Twitter and my Facebook mm-hmm. because I had this thought like by literally writing down my thoughts and posting them constantly, and I do it now with my Instagram. It really makes it more difficult for me to be open 
to another perspective and to change my mind. Yeah. Because I become so deeply ingrained in what I've spent hours writing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I've invested in my opinion. Yeah. (laughs) I've read about it, Mm -hmm. right? And that's not to say you shouldn't have any opinions, but it's also to be mindful of, like, what you're consuming and what you're taking on as your own, right? So an example for that would be Black Pete in the Netherlands. Yeah. Do you want to just explain what that's about? Um, so it's a it's a very old Dutch Christmas tradition um, of Saint Nicholas who had a helper or companion, whatever you want to call it, who was called Schwarze Peter, Black Peter. And every Christmas there are thousands of Dutch people who go out with blackface and it's a huge tra- tradition and they celebrate it. And black people in the Netherlands have been protesting against this for years now, um, saying that it's outdated and their children are getting called Black Peter at school and going home crying, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So they've officially banned it, right, now? No. No, it's still not banned. No, I don't think so. So why So why are old Dutch men crying on they're the internet? They're <laughs> crying at these protests and this is what oh, I mean oh they're crying about the protest yeah they're crying right. at, like at, they're there they're at the protest in blackface and they're crying about it anyway this is what I mean by like they're defining themselves by these beliefs and they think that this is part of their identity they're like how can you abolish like this tradition or like mm. even with the statues that got taken down in the UK after yes. 2020, summer 2020. Yeah. People don't know like, themselves. This is part of our history. Yeah, without... This is part of our culture. So essentially you're saying that when you offend or you're, you insult somebody's core belief, you are basically shaking up their sense of their identity. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh my God, is that why I get offended at everything? <laughs> Stop! <laughs> But I'm not saying that you shouldn't have, like, you, you should be, like, identity-less or opinion-less yeah, or belief-less. Yeah. Like, no. No, it's just what you choose to attach yourself to, right? Yeah, but also being mindful of how tightly you're clinging to these beliefs yeah. and what they actually mean for you. Like, Black Pete does not benefit you in any way in your life. Like, I don't mm-hmm. understand it. I don't get why, literally, why these old men are crying about it. Yeah. But it goes beyond that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then... Do you think that PC culture is changing that? Like, do you think that PC culture is changing people's core beliefs by basically, um, like, censoring people's language? Do you think that's actually... No. Making a real (laughs) shift? No. No, right? People are just faking it. That's... Exactly. So it's, it's almost like political correctness acts as like a big plaster yeah yeah exactly it doesn't do like people are literally just pretending to get by and i would much rather a racist be racist so i know that they're racist or a homophobe be a homophobe so i know who i'm dealing with but then i also think they deserve consequences but that then also it's a loop isn't it because if there are consequences then people are just going to keep faking yeah <laughs> but i feel like especially at a time like this where pc culture is like an all, at an all time high and people are so concerned about it getting get people getting more, quote unquote more sensitive and and 
Oh, I can't say anything can't these say, days. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, it. I do think it actually, it's scary for me. I actually think it's more dangerous. Well, that people are being censored. That people are being censored. Or censoring themselves, Ex- essentially. Censor- because people actually, I find anyway, that people just don't choose not to talk now. Yeah. Because they're so worried about offending somebody that the dialogue doesn't even happen. Like, the conversation doesn't even start to begin with. Um, and if somebody does say something that could potentially be a sensitive subject, then it's just the room's quiet. I know, and I think it's because people don't know how to be with their own discomfort. Well, yeah, and they're scared to, to offend. So it be, yeah, it's exactly. Of, of because what... you're worried about the conflict that might ensue but it's just like really is that is this what it's come down to Mm. like we're so scared of conflict and that's what a lot of people argue is that the most progression only comes out of those conversations the conversations that are really hard to have and people are offending each other and people are able to express themselves and their whole truth 100 percent. i recently ran a group and afterwards i asked for feedback as i usually do and someone wrote me back how much they loved the group, it was lovely, but that they felt misgendered. No, that they were, mis- sorry, not felt, they were misgendered Yeah, a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Which was horrifying to me. Yeah. Because I consider myself an ally, right? It's part of my identity. Um, I read the literature, I do my best, I use pronouns, I introduce myself with pronouns. I try my best, like I said. We just had an open and honest conversation. Yeah. About where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it was so uncomfortable for them. Yeah. To even point that out to me. Mm-hmm. And it was uncomfortable for me to receive it. Yes. But I was so open to it. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly the kind of feedback I need. Yeah. Right? Yep, yep, yep. To do better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because if, pe- if things like that don't get said then it, I feel like it only divides people more. How can I do better if I'm una- clearly unaware? Yeah. I'm not being present enough with that person. That's what I realised. Yeah. I'm not being present enough. If I was, I'd be more mindful of what was coming out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So it's also our ability to really be with the people that are around us and care. Mm-hmm. That's another way of showing that we care, yeah. right? Definitely. And and also being open to having a conversation with somebody that you think might be the total opposite to you. Yeah. Because you'll find as well, not just um, in, in real life, but online, the more you feed into your own ideas, the more that's that, that's going to come up for you. Does that make sense? Like you're creating an echo chamber for yourself. Yeah. Um, and it just makes your the ideas that you already have even stronger. Um, to the point where they could potentially even be extreme and I feel like by closing ourselves off we're completely limiting ourselves to progressing as people and understanding one another and and living in unity you know all of that stuff like yeah and you're exactly right that's we're closing our hearts off yeah to each other and that's not good it's not good (laughs) it's very bad it's not good at all. Yeah. We're closing our hearts off to people. We're yeah. closing ourselves off, we're, which means we're closing ourselves off to a part of life. Like, we're literally only partially living. Mm-hmm. 
And when the unexpected happens or mm-hmm. we are eventually confronted with something, yeah. we take it that much harder. Yes. And that offence is that much deeper. deeper. Yeah. But again, should you always have to expose yourself to that kind of stuff? No. No, absolutely right? not. I think you have to know your capacity and I think you should only engage with people like that or so, uh, people who have different ideas to you if, you know, you're not p- actually putting yourself in harm's way. Yeah. Um, and it's safe for you to do so. And if you have a genuine curiosity, do you know what I mean? It's not like you have to force yourself to, to talk to someone. It's just... Mm. Being aware of your surroundings and the ideas that you've got and how, how, you know, just your general perception in life. Yeah, exactly. And... Have you ever been wrong about someone? Like, have you ever tried to boycott someone who you felt like wasn't Actually, politically correct and they offended you and then you were like, oh, I think I was wrong about this person? I, I not that I can think of off the top of my head. I've definitely judged people based off of what I thought to be their background and then it turned out it actually isn't at all and and they're totally different to what I expected them to be. Um, but yeah, I'm basically just saying that I judge people even quicker than that. <laughs> <laughs> mm. um, what about you? Have you ever met someone who said... Um, no. No. I think what I have done, I've been very quick to cut people out of my life. Yes. Because I haven't liked what they've posted or I haven't liked um, what they've said. And I'm very quick to like block or unfollow or mute. Mm -hmm. And what I've realized is those things are very fleeting. And again, my opinion changes over time. And I realize that people aren't defined by one thing they've said or one action that they've taken. And after five, six, seven years, you you yourself transform and you see the other person often transforms as well. And then you're like, wow, I made like such a final decision Mm -hmm. like a couple of years ago when I unfollowed loads of people. And now I'm like, hmm, I wonder what they're up to. Like, yeah, when human beings are actually such... Their profiles are private. Yeah, yeah. And then it's just too awkward to to hit that follow button again definitely so another thing also is are people really just defined by something they've said or something that they've done no right no human beings are so fluid i feel like we're changing constantly so yeah so those conversations do need to happen in order for that for like second chances and stuff right but then again i'm like well r kelly second chance no Oh, that's an extreme case. No, it's not. It's not an extreme case. Yeah, like, it is, because we're talking about censorship and political correctness. And I feel like... Okay, that's not political correctness. Yeah, it's way... T- it's, it's actual abuse. That's Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's why I said as well, like, just knowing your capacity. You don't have to, you don't have to do too much. It's It's whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah, and I think... I think PC culture is being used to, like, divide us even further as well. Um, I don't know if it's PC culture. Like, I don't like... Why have I said that? I've said that because I've read that somewhere. It's not PC culture. It's literally this whole idea that, like, you can say something or you can't say something. Yeah, when it's just... It's not that black and white. It's not so black. There are so many nuances. Yeah, that's the other thing. Exactly. Um, And obviously we see it 
in our day-to-day -day life, you, like I said, you might block someone, you might be like, no, I don't like what this person has said, I'm gonna cut them out of my life, um, or they've been abusive, you might see it in a celebrity, yeah. right? But it happens on a much larger scale as well, um, globally. Mm -hmm. And I think people are like so caught up on cancel culture online. I don't think these people ever really get canceled. They still have a platform. They still have fans. Ooh, well, some would argue. I think it depends really. Because what I've personally noticed a lot of the time is uh, black artists and celebrities tend to get canceled way more than white. Yeah, of course. Like in the sense that they actually... Um, they don't get invited to things anymore. They, they, you know, they, they basically lose money. Yeah, is what I'm saying. Um, and there's Katie Hopkins <clears throat> out here who's Piers Morgan. Piers Morgan saying all of this stuff, but Wiley still doesn't have. He's not allowed. He's not on social media. Yeah. Um, and I. But should they be allowed to say whatever they want the way that they are? <laughs> who? Katie, Katie Hopkins, Hopkins and Piers Morgan. Uh, Again, we're talking about like harm like actual harm <laughs> like fueling violence and like fueling hatred yeah. and rage within people mm -hmm. i don't know part of me thinks yes they should they should have a platform. Yeah, but then I think everybody should have a platform. <laughs> well, here, and then here's where the platforms and the algorithms come in as well. Yeah. Because... You found a study about that, didn't you? I, I sure did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... It is a study. Bless her, I don't know her name. It was a TikTok I found. Um, she did a study. Oh, I wish I'd known her name. And I hope her pronouns are she. Um, we can tag her in the description. Yeah, we will. Yeah. We will. So in this study, um, this person looked at, I want to say about 400 TikToks that were, no, let me start again. So in this study, this person fo followed 14 accounts that yeah. were known to post transphobic content mm -hmm. and they wanted to see what the algorithm would do, essentially. Right. And what they found was about, I think, 40 videos in, uh, they started to get racist content and homophobic content. Right. Right? And then, like, 400 videos in or 300 videos in or something like that, they started to get, like, the hate symbols. And TikTok was just feeding them, like, far-right wow. ideology. So it was like, oh, you're a transphobe? Great. Yeah. Here's loads of homophobic content for you, too. Loads okay. of racist content for you. And, A, teenagers are so impressionable, so that's obviously going to fuel the way that they develop their worldview. Yeah, definitely. And also, how is that allowed? Yeah. You're literally reinforcing, you're going from one idea and you're making one it bigger One extreme ideology, bigger, by yeah, the way. Uh, to the point of radicalisation. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it literally gets to extreme, it gets to the point of extremism. And... That's just because of the algorithm. That's, that is, wow. Right? Wow. She says she wanted to burn her phone at the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then that's why, that's why it is dangerous online as well, because there's, there's no regulation as, to, people can consume as much as they like. People can, can be consuming every, all, all of this content day in, day out, which a lot of people do. Yeah. That stuff is not controlled or policed in any way. 
ah, but then going on to policing and like government censorship. Yeah. What about countries like Iran where me and you literally yeah. don't post anything political, anything. even though we hold very strong political opinions about it. Yeah. Right? Because our lives and our families' lives would literally be at risk. Like that stuff is monitored, it's controlled and it's censored. Yeah. And they will find you. <laughs> and Yeah, of course. Because here's the thing. When you're censoring people, you're putting fear in them. Yeah. And people then stop doing what comes from within mm -hmm. and what's authentic to them. Mm -hmm. And they start playing a role. And that makes a really sick society. Yeah. And we're seeing that in Iran. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you have to blindly follow the regime, the government, mm -hmm. the rules. And I think that's where the pushback is also coming from within, like, pop culture, cancel culture. That people are like, oh, we feel restricted. And then there's a load of people being like, how do you feel restricted? All you have to do is be mindful of what you're saying. Don't upset anyone. Don't do anything harmful with your actions. Yeah. Like, just be a decent human being. <laughs> other people are like no you're yeah. limiting my freedom and i get both <laughs> yeah but i also find what the other issue is that the people who do complain about um somebody's language then get made out to be like oh you're just cancelling this person because you've got nothing better to do yeah. and it's blah 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 no it's like Here's the thing, in the age of technology, the way that people are blowing up online, yeah. say the holistic psychologist has mm -hmm. got like 4 million followers or whatever, of course people should be able to critique them. That's the whole point, right? Yeah. So then you can form an opinion of whether you want to support this person and put money in their pocket and let mm. them influence your mind yeah. <laughs> or not. So that discourse needs to be allowed. Yes. But then how, but you, where do you draw the line between that and trolls? Well, I don't people, think it's cancelling. Like, I just don't think it's, can, I don't know if cancel culture even is a thing. Like, I don't know if it's, it's not cancelling. It's just holding people accountable. Yeah. And them having to suffer some sort of consequences. But also being like, you know what? If you fix up, for real, your core values, mm -hmm. not just faking it, right? Yeah, you get another. You get you get more shots. It's, it's also life. usually if you have certain privileges, of course, um, but also if you apologize in the right way, mm. then you you definitely don't tend to get cancelled. I feel like it's the ones that that deny till they die, and they end up fighting the but people that's who the are calling them out. The problem with celebrities because they've got publicists, and like nothing is like comes from them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, we yeah, just yeah. blindly support them again, and we move on. And that's the issue as well. It's like, uh, but then <laughs> what's also, the right amount of accountability? What are the right consequences? And you say they've got a publicist and all of that, which is totally fair enough. So it, it doesn't seem authentic or genuine. But what if they are genuinely sorry? And they, they, they want to fix their mistake and they're not going to use that language again and they, they will be better. Yeah. You know? What, like, what can we really expect <laughs> from people? Can you think of anyone who's, like, been cancelled and then, like, came back stronger? I can think of someone who's been cancelled and do. didn't come back stronger. I definitely Chris do. Chris Brown. <laughs> Chris Brown, yeah. Uh, Doja Cat. Yeah. She came back stronger. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. She did an apology on live, I'm pretty sure, and then... She just started releasing bangers and people were like, Wee. But that's also the other thing. Like, but what if all of that was true? 
what if she is messing around with white supremacists, which I'm not saying she is. I really don't think she is, by the way, right? But what if she was, and then she's just releasing loads of bangers, and we're all just like, sweet, let's let's get going. Because in real life, that doesn't happen. No. Like, people really do be losing their livelihoods. Like, with going back to the Tilly Ramsey example, yeah. I don't know if that man will ever work again. That's true. In radio, at yeah. least. Do you know it what depends, I mean? It depends on your power and status and the amount of money you got, the connections you got, you know? Yeah. So Who is going to fish you out of this? Exactly. Because, so my issue is, if this is becoming part of culture of our culture and we start treating each other like that, how do we come back from it? Because we, we're literally just, like, we're believing the celebrity life as, yeah. like, this is how... We should do it. Yeah, that's boundaries. like the standards. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know if in real life you can come... Like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. That's all right. It's late. Um, yeah, and I think I also have an issue with the righteousness on both sides of the scale. If yeah. We're put, if we're splitting it into the left and the right both sides think they're like the superior one yeah but my real gripe is with the left who again are on their moral high conscious more aware yeah but then also (laughs) (laughs) what conflict is healthy I think not I'm, when people, not when people are pretending to be one way and they're another. This is that this is my biggest issue with the whole PC culture thing is I'm genuinely scared because I don't know whether you're racist. Mm. That's it. But if people get to freely be themselves, don't you think it's going to fuel it and exaggerate it? So if someone is racist, it'd be more extreme. Yes, I do. It's wow. a, real, it's a yeah. real fine line, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Between what's acceptable. About, and what's not. But still, if I had the choice, I would still rather my racist be racist. Mm. My racist. <laughs> like the racist. Um, yeah. I want to know what I'm dealing with. I want to know where I stand. Mm-hmm. It's so confusing. I've had. I've actually had interactions where... I know that somebody is racist and they're just being very wary of the language that they're using mm. around me. Yeah. And that, that almost feels worse because you're feeling, you feel manipulated, <laughs> you feel like they're manipulating you and the people around you or, or they're gaslighting, you feel gaslit. Yeah. yeah like yeah, it's yeah. a bit like, oh, this yeah, is weird. because you can sense it, can't you? It's really not something that even has to be verbal a lot of the time. Yeah, Exactly. Do you ever feel... Do you feel like you censor yourself? Um, honestly, not anymore. I feel like there was a period in my life where I did because the things that we grew up saying, like, at school, are totally not okay to say anymore. And, yeah, I had to learn certain things and process them and accept them and, and you know, change some some of the habits that I had. Um, so I feel like, yeah, I used to, but at this point in my life, no, the, the, I can't really think of a time where I've had to be like, oh, better not. 
say something to offend. Yeah, I, I don't feel like... Unless, unless I feel a certain way about white people in particular and um, I just bite my tongue. So I guess that is censoring myself, but I don't, but I don't believe it to be harmful. And that's why it doesn't feel like it's to do with political correctness, because mm. I don't think that what I'm saying it would have been insulting. It's just that I know it would make that the other people feel uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Mm. So it's the discomfort more than the harm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. What about you? Do you think you do? Yeah. Going back to your example of talking about white people. Um, I've, I don't do that online. Not really. I might reshare what someone else has said, but I don't mm-hmm. use my own words. And that's because I'm like stating my opinion. Yeah. And you're asking for it to be challenged. I'm not trying to educate anyone on that, Mm -hmm. but I will have those conversations in real life. So online, I guess I'm being more self-compassionate to myself because I know I don't have the capacity to engage in dialogue with literally anyone. 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 It could be anyone. Yeah. (laughs) Anyone that wants to interpret, receive. Misinterpret. Misinterpret. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that you've said. Um, And you technically have to be okay with discussing yeah, whatever it is you've written. Yeah. And I can't be asked. But in real life, I can gauge whether you have the capacity to understand my perspective or not. Yeah. And sometimes, if you don't, I will make the effort to educate you. And sometimes I won't because I can't be asked. Yeah. But that's up to me. Yes. You know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. So I don't... I wouldn't do it to fuel an argument or to, like, to... I guess I think... I think when you do that, you hold resentment when you hold back no when you're just attacking people all the time yeah like there's a resentment within you and that's what you're reacting to yes so you know what i said earlier like how dare you make me feel like this it's almost like how dare you yeah how dare you make me feel like this yeah and then you react to that emotion or you react to the reaction yeah Definitely. And that's why I feel like I censor myself too, because I'm always really conscious about looking like I've got a chip on my shoulder. Mm. It's about perception, isn't it? About how yeah. you're being perceived by other people. Mm-hmm. Why did I that mean? Do you think it's going to get stricter i guess as time goes on like how do you think it's going to look in maybe five or ten years do you think people will be more sensitive i think the more we become mindful of how we speak to each other and speak to each other with love and care and kindness yeah the more people are going to feel comfortable being their authentic selves and the more people are themselves the more people will interact with each other. And hopefully those people who hold backward views will change their views. But do you think that that's what's going to happen? Yeah, because I always have hope. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. That's very optimistic. That's the only way I can think about the future. Otherwise, it's very sad. Aww. <laughs> but I don't do that on purpose. I actually do think that. Yeah, yeah, I know you do. Like, yeah, I do. I think the more, the less transphobic comments there are, 
and the less transphobia becomes okay, mm-hmm. the more people will feel comfortable, the more trans people will feel comfortable in being their, themselves fully, mm-hmm. right? And the more they'll enter the workplace and be who they are yeah. in social situations and the more people will interact with them and understand them and see them and see their humanity. Yes. As opposed to the beliefs that they hold because of their ignorance. Mm-hmm. Those beliefs that they hold on so tightly. tightly. yeah. Literally, it's just being a decent human. Mm -hmm. Nothing to do with politics or being correct. Yeah. (laughs) I think we'll leave it there. Yeah, I just want to say I don't know whether it's going to go that way. Oh, really? Personally, I I think maybe just because I work with kids and young people, when, when topics like this are ever talked about, it's just silent. Oh, you feel like people are people scared are to talk. People are too scared to talk. Mm. Yeah. And I, what I'm saying is that I don't know if that's going to get better or worse. And I have a feeling that I could potentially get worse. Yeah. Well, it becomes like a state of everyone just stays in line because... Nah, because there's always a group of people who are just like not with it. Yeah, a group. But but as a as a general thing, I feel like... I just really firmly believe that things always balance themselves out as they're supposed to be eventually. Mm-hmm. Eventually. It might not happen in our lifetime, but they they will. Because th- that this isn't right, like censoring yourself and ho- holding your tongue. Yeah, yeah, it's not sustainable not say- for any human to no. repress. Like, you're literally repressing. repressing. Not just your emotions, but now your thoughts too. Yeah, exactly. You can't express yourself fully. As if we all, like, we can't anyway. The yeah. way that society is running, yeah. like you're doing your nine to five and you're drinking and partying on the weekend and you're going back on Monday, you know, that as a system doesn't work in terms of people expressing themselves already. Mm, hmm So I think censorship on top of that is just like you're, oh, you're I think people are going to feel trapped at a certain point. Yeah. And then I want to break free. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, I I think we often, as humans, think, we can think, rationalise, analyse our way out Mm -hmm. of just about everything, when actually there is such an instinctual part to us that we often override. Yeah. And there is only so much we can take and so far we can go. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because... But then again... (laughs) It causes harm. So then what? But then is that just life? (laughs) (gasps) Like you're talking about balance. Yeah. The harm has to be there to a certain extent. It's just, can we minimise that as much as possible? Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I think... No, and also, let's just (laughs) abolish everything and just start start again. (laughs) Oh, again. oh, I know. Because it's the way, like it's the way that the system is functioning that perpetuates this closed offness, this yeah. closed heartedness of people in the way in which they're not seeing each other because mm-hmm. of how they're having to live in this mess that is Babylon. <laughs> do you know what I mean? We <laughs> no, but do you know what I mean? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like that's what's making people closed off and and. And yeah, 
hateful and ignorant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People people will not be able to live as their whole selves. And that is a recipe for disaster. For disaster. And then they don't want other people to live as themselves either. Mm-hmm. And then they spew hatred. Yep. Ugh. But where, there, where, 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 th- <laughs> where there's a will, there's a way. Um, I have hope. Yeah, I, I do too. I do too. Um, and I think we just have to wait and see how this pans out. Fantastic. Yeah. Right. What's your song of the week? Oh, my song of the week. No, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you what my album of the week is. Ooh. And that is Willow. <laughs> oh, wow. I love Willow. I've been listening to her loads and loads. What's your song of the week? Mm. Everything what have you been singing loads this week? That Thames song. Yeah. Free Mind, is it? Mm-hmm. You have been singing that. Oh, a lot. Yes, actually, everyone I do sing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we need to stop this episode right now. Thank you so much. Please let us know what you think. Let us know if we've said anything that's been politically incorrect. And are you finding it hard to have open conversations with people about sensitive topics? Like, are you finding that you're censoring yourself or that other people are? Let us know. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye.